everyone, welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 143. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name's Steven, spelled with a P-H and an A. It's like Stefan, but we say Steven. And the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com is Steven, spelled with a P-H and an E, also like Stefan, but we just call him Steve. That makes sense, right? <laughs> it does, yes. <laughs> if you don't think about it, it just makes total sense. This site and this podcast are supported by our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash devs where backing us gets you special early access to the show, a Patreon-exclusive channel on our Discord, uh, shoutouts at the end of every episode, sewed, occasional key giveaways, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game development scene. Steve, it's been three months? No. No. Three months next week? Has it? That'll be... I started... I don't know. No, it was, it yeah. was March... March 16th, or hold on, let me, let me go back. No, it'll be March, it'll be three months soon. We'll have March, March 16th is when I started working from home. Okay, Animal Crossing came out on the 24th, right? No, uh, 24th is a Tuesday, it came out on a Friday, didn't it? So the 20th or 27th? Oh, true. Okay, because I think that was the first week, so then I started on the 16th. So it'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> No way. Is this my 10th week working from home? Probably. It's been, That's two, and absurd. Half, yeah, it's been two and a half months. Probably. That's absurd. Yeah. People are busting out there, though. Like, all the parks in uh, Nova Scotia are open. I walked by the Halifax Public Gardens. They're packed with people. Everyone's passing around those video clips from Trinity Bellwoods in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Holy moly. It's, uh... Because, <laughs> like, maybe a month or so ago, like, all those things from Florida were coming out of, like, all the mm-hmm. beaches and stuff were just, like... Like, haha, stupid Americans. Stupid Americans. Yeah, it was just... It was... We were just waiting for good weather, apparently. So, it's... It is kind of annoying that, uh... You know, people aren't kind of taking this seriously as they feel like they should and blah, blah, blah. Wave two, all... baby. Here it comes. Yeah. So, who knows? Well, that's, like, the other meme, too. Where it's, like, you can never have wave two if wave one doesn't end, so... <laughs> uh it's it's tough out there but um yeah hopefully people don't keep doing that but i they will it's yeah they uh the, that day all those videos went around of the park in toronto they saw like a two percent increase in reported cases in toronto so i, I guarantee you if like it keeps going like two percent four percent increase they'll just shut the parks down again like they have to yeah yeah it's going to be it's going to be tough for the this summer i don't know it's if it was happening in the winter, it'd be a little bit different because obviously people aren't coming out. But there's a couple parks like near my house, and when I when I walk by them or whatever, taking the dog out or going to the, the grocery like the Raba that's on their corner store, mm-hmm. I, people are like distance and stuff like that. Um, that Trinity Bellwoods was like the first time I saw something like that. So and like the mayor of Toronto went down. Did you see those pics? Oh really? No. Yeah, it's- Mr. Tory was down like. With he had a black mask, like face mask on, but he'd pulled it down and was like just going up to people and talking to them like two or three feet away, even closer. I was like, dude, you had the mask, you took the mask down and then got close to people and started talking to them. Oh my god, why did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I went to a Citadel Hill here in Halifax with some people from work and we threw a football around, and everyone was very spaced out. It's a big hill if you've never seen it, like up to this like national historic site, and yeah, it's, everyone was spaced out because there was enough room and it wasn't too packed. And, like, we found a spot where we could all be, like, probably 10 or 20 feet apart. And we, like, threw a football around. But, yeah, so it's it's not as bad as those videos here in Halifax. But I can tell, like, as soon as it starts getting really consistently nice, it'll it'll become an issue here, too. Oh, I've been on that hill. Yeah, it's really nice. It's yeah, a, it nice. It's like the, the thing you see in Halifax. Yeah, yeah, true. Hmm. 
Well, we didn't come here to talk about people disobeying public safety, Steve. I mean, we could talk about that if you want, though. We could. And it'll definitely get easier to stay inside when The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima comes out. I'll just I'll just stay inside all day. Can't wait. I am excited. Although everyone's memeing the Ghost of Tsushima trailer stuff because they're like, oh, we, we it's black and white, but it's not like real black and white. It's like we made it after old samurai movies and everyone's like, this is... I haven't been able to follow the discourse too much, but it, it appears to me that people who actually know about like filming a black and white and know those old samurai movies mm-hmm. are just like riffing into like the the PR stuff for that game that's just kind of like inauthentic. But uh, you know, whatever. I'm still gonna try it. I mean, maybe like maybe they can't make it authentic though, just because it's it's a video game. It's like different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but the the term that keeps getting through, it's not like actual black and white. It's monochromatic or whatever. Where they yeah, just yeah. like slap a filter over it whereas like there's actual contrast in black and white i haven't been able to follow it too much but i am enjoying the people just snipping over game trailers because it's so stupid yeah i mean i mean on media blackout for both those games i mean i'm i'm absolutely terrified for last of us part two just i don't even want to like i i unsubs- i'm unsubscribed from like people on twitter and mm. on subreddits and stuff like that just because i don't want to risk it you got all. three weeks you can you make know, it i believe june, june 19th See, here's my thing. People like spoiler culture. I think is getting a little out of control, because obviously it'd be nice not to get spoiled. But I think if knowing like a death or a twist ruins in quotes your your game, your game wasn't that strong to begin with. You know, it was putting everything on one like, haha, gotcha, this happened. So, it's but like so- ideally, it wouldn't get spoiled. But I'm also the point where like, oh, if I found <laughs> out Ellie died or Joel died or something, I'd be like, oh, bummer. I'm still gonna play it. You know. Yeah, I'll still play regardless if someone like message like messages me just the entire plot. But I this isn't just unique to Last of Us Two. Just any kind of the games that I'm always like most excited for, I always just mm-hmm. like to go in as blind as as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel that, and yeah, I see so many like like thumbnails of articles on the last of us. I'm like, like I kind of wish I didn't see that just because I know what's in that thumbnail now is in the game. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I'm like that too. Like for any of the big games that I get really excited for, I just I just don't want to see anything. Like I just go on media blackout um, and just try to ignore as much as possible. Then, especially games where I like Last of Us too, where I I'm, I have a day one purchase. Like we we pre-ordered mm-hmm. the Amazon the the thingy, the special edition on Amazon together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I had to change my, uh, I figured out you can't change an Amazon pre-order address because I moved this past month. And like I was talking to this poor person, like, oh, why? And they're like, oh, because someone would just sit on the pre-order and then sell the pre-order to someone else if it was like mm. a hot game and then just change the shipping address to them. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That's smart. I can see that now. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So what did you do? Did you have to cancel? No, I just, you, you have to go through Amazon support and they can change the address for you. Oh, okay. I see. But yeah, you can't change shipping addresses on game pre-orders or else people would like just hog them and try and sell them to you and change the address to you. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, I, I got Streets of Rage 4 pre-ordered and Last of Us Part 2 pre-ordered. Oh, true. I have two physical copies coming from uh, IMA Fit as well. Ooh, what do you got? Uh, my girlfriend got me Wadham for Christmas. It was the next game from the guy who did Katamari Damacy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, so they had three different cover, covers. One was like the face, but it's on a sushi. One was on an egg and one was on an apple, and she got me the sushi one. Nice. Um, and the other one I got was Kentucky Route Zero for PS4 because that game's dope, and I want to play it on a big screen with my girlfriend because I had it on PC, but like where my PC is, I kind of just like push the couch closer, and she kind of just sits and watches, but it's still not as nice as putting it on the TV. That's fair. And it's also just like a great game I want to share with people, which is a big reason I get games physically. Yeah. 
This is actually going to be my first, like, actually, I think the Streets of Rage 4 thing is, like, just a normal physical release, but... Yeah, it's merge games. They did some, uh, they did all the, like, Dead Cells and stuff, and I saw those at, like, EB Games. Yeah, so this is, like, the first kind of, quote-unquote, indie game that I'm getting physical. I'm, I'm starting to... Excellent. I'm starting to build this out. I mentioned it in the last podcast, but yeah, I'm starting the, to build The Genesis out. collection begins. I, I can't wait. I, I'm just, like, a little reluctant... I'm still. I, I didn't even look into this week, but I'm still just trying to figure out the best way to get like a Genesis on an HD TV because I don't want to have like a basic, mm-hmm. shitty like giant TV that hurts my back. My back's already shitty. I, I can't lift that stuff. So you want that Retron? You can plug it to HDMI and switch it to like all the different modes that show what it looks like in old TVs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I just gotta. And I don't. I'm so stupid when it comes to this stuff. So I'm, I'm just trying to like slowly figure it out. Well, we'll get you there, Steve. Yeah. Can't wait. Wait. Let's start with an event. I got I got one event Canadian gaming related to plug, unless you've got others. But first up, from Dirty Rectangles, they had such a big success with their first intercity digital only stream uh, that they're doing another one, and they're featuring a bunch of speakers. It's going to be June 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Twitch.tv/DirtyRectangles. Uh, there will be talks from let's see here we got here Coley, level designer at Ubisoft Toronto, Bear Cabin, game creator. Name's Eddie. I'm just looking at all the Twitch handles here. Mm-hmm. Zed Poirier, technical designer, uh, working on a VR prototype. VR is fun. Mystic Muffins, Kezia. Shout out to Kezia, one of the um, programmers on Cuphead, who's doing fun stuff now with their next project and like side stuff. Pretty cool. Um, Jonah D, uh, writer, designer, speaker, and Ty Norman, pixel artist. Ooh. There's an, there's an art to good pixel art. You know what I mean, Steve? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Josiah Wilkinson doesn't have Twitter, so I can't see what they do. And Dr. Emily Flynn-Jones, who was actually my one of my teachers at Laurier, but now that I think they've, they're teaching at OCAD, I think, or somewhere else. Yeah. So they're great. They got fun stuff to say. Definitely tune into that. I hear uh, I hear crows in the background. It just reminds me of Resident Evil. Oh, something. shoot. Yeah. There's a bunch of birds that have just started to congregate on our porch because I put, like, a bag of soil out there because we got plants, and they just started yeah. picking it. I'm like, oh, no, but now they expect it. <laughs> <sighs> so that's an issue. There's pigeons and crows. There's one pigeon we really like. It's really pretty, and we looked up the name of it. I forget. And the other, all the other pigeons are just ugly, stupid pigeons. Stupid, ugly pigeons. Uh, I'm looking at the Discord real quick. Uh, you can join our Canadian game Discord. Uh, and it looks like Ubisoft Halifax is having some on May 27th. Oh, I think I say I shared that. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, the May Mixer, May 27th online. The theme will be social media, marketing, and community engagement. Uh, that'll be 6.30 Atlantic, so 5.30 Eastern. And that's put on by the Interactive Society of Nova Scotia. And that's going on the day that this will go live for normal people. So so you have time if you listen to this in the morning. But, you know, I was going through the Discord, and we, po- we seem to post quite a bit. Uh, a lot of events in there. Extra Life had a thing earlier last week. Uh, Alberta makes, or, um, sorry, Calgary Game Devs had a thing. These are all remote, so I would I would just recommend joining the Discord and uh, and getting that stuff live because usually we just kind of find out about it, post in the Discord, and it's like a day or two later. So we got a lot of people in there now. It's been growing. It is, yeah. Oh my God, we're at three hundred. Oh, that's how many are online. How many people are like in it? In it? Uh, there's a way you can see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now that I need to find it, seven hundred and seventy-three members. <clears throat> Boom. Who? Nice. And I, I figured out how to do one of those bots this week, so you can like self-assign roles. I saw that. So that I meant to. Give that you was a shot. fun. Yeah. Thanks. It, it looks good. I think I want. There's like a way to do it that gets rid of like the bot's name, 
So I might I might tweak it later, but yeah, I'm just dipping my toes into dis custom Discord stuff. But yeah, so join our Discord. We post events there all the time. And you know what else we post there, Steve? A lot of things, but what specifically? Oh, jobs. Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I got two jobs we're going to plug for you this week. First up, uh, Annex Consulting Group is looking for a senior rendering programmer on a co console game. Um, so if you want to apply for that, it'll be an Im starting immediately a full-time position in Vancouver. They're offering a competitive salary, uh, learning from industry veterans in the gaming space, and uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, working on some world-class IPs and studios. That sounds great. I think you should apply to that if you are able. They mentioned um, to because we we had a little little chat with them last episode they also mm -hmm. mentioned that uh you would be able to start kind of um remote or whatever with everything kind of going on so there was a nice pregnant pause there there was, was <laughs> <laughs> fans of uh podcast beyond will remember the pregnant pause oh that's right they don't uh, they don't do that anymore no, they don't. Do, do they do that? I, I listen to Colin's podcast much more than Kind of Funny. Does Kind of Funny do it still? I, I haven't listened to Kind of Funny since like end of high school. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time. I, I dab into when when because uh, Greg is doing PlayStation what, uh, XOXO or whatever PS I love you XOXO, mm -hmm. with PS some, I love you yeah with some other guy I don't really know who he is and I don't it's all right whatever they just need some time kind of like how Colin and and weren't that great to begin with they need some time to just gel or whatever mm. um but yeah they don't do the pregnant pause or whatever it's it's not this like it's like uh i wish they're just i wish they would just make up <laughs> just i miss again. the i miss the old kanye i know <laughs> straight from the goals kanye anyway another job uh metanaut is looking for a uh 3d generalist for their game gadgeteer a vr experience with a low to mid poly look this is also in the greater vancouver area uh, you will be contributing original ideas to all aspects of a VR AR production, conceptualizing and designing low to mid poly environments, objects, and creatures. Sounds so much fun, Steve. And you can apply. Go to KenyanGameDevs.com slash jobs. Find that application for a 3D generalist at MetaNaut. That's it for the jobs. We actually had a third one, but they found somebody within the past week. So I guess this works. Link. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> get a, someone hired, we can help you with that. There you go. All right. Now let's move on to the fun stuff, Steve. The news. Ooh. Probably the biggest one of the week. Respawn Entertainment announced they're opening a studio in Vancouver, hiring up to 80 plus people um, with the goal of working on Apex Legends as EA has decided this is their next big shooter for 2021 and beyond, hoping to turn it into a 10 year project. I don't like the sounds of that because that makes me think. We're not going to get Titanfall 3 for a while, but as you said, they're doing the multiple project thing where like they did Star Wars at the same time they're doing Apex, So, and they might be, I don't know, Apex has just exploded for them though, so this might just be their game for a bit. Yeah, they have, um, they have like an Oculus game going too, so they have some sort of VR uh, like team as well. I think, we were talking about this on, on the Twitch or whatever when we were streaming the other night, twitch.tv slash Canadian Game Devs, playing Apex Legends, because now it's Canadian Game <laughs> official. Exactly. Um, that I think it's more that they realize how big Apex and how popular Apex Legend is, and it's giving them good, you know, good everything, basically. I think that this new studio will kind of take over the, like, main development stuff. They got to, like, kind mm. of bring it on, and then eventually 
the main kind of core respawn will just be will be working on Titanfall three. Is what I think will will happen. But that's I want to believe take, you, Steve. I want to take some time, you. right? That's going to take some time to hire eighty people. That 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 alone takes like you know up to a year probably just depending mm. on especially some of the more like kind of higher um, senior roles or whatever it might just take a really long time and then you got to like kind of warm them up to everything that'll take like another some time as well so i feel like it's still Titanfall 3 still ways away but i wouldn't i wouldn't count it out just yet okay i i would never count it out just like i don't count out sly cooper 5 i'm just skeptical oh, you, i'm you can count i'm more out. skeptical about sly 5 <laughs> than i am about titanfall 3 because titanfall is more recent and more you know something ea would publish i mean it's crazy to think titanfall 2 is like going to be four years old this year so man i was there day one eight titanfall one on xbox one and then titanfall 2 also on xbox one so so good those games are so good titanfall one was amazing first of all yeah i like titanfall one uh i like titanfall 2 actually i like both those actually everything they've done i've I've enjoyed um titanfall 2 I, i don't have any major complaints about it I I think it was just like it was just a really good game, mm-hmm. um, and it just got a lot more like kind of press or like more kind of video gamer talk about it because EA released it at the same time as like Battlefield One, and it kind of got like oh, yeah. it was like the odd odd man out, and so everyone like praised it because it's like this is better than Battlefield One, and it was Warfare. it was better than Battlefield One. <laughs> so I think it like kind of gets a little more hype than it that it really deserves just because it was a really good game that just got shit on by like marketing and EA and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that, that time traveling level is fucking dope though. So. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, you want to talk about a perfect, anyone who wants to get in to FPS level design, you just play that time travel level, Titanfall two, you introduce a gimmick, you, you do it, you get in, get out, don't let it get irritating and just forget about it. You don't need to keep layering on systems. So by the end of the game, you're juggling like 20 different abilities. That's stupid. And too many games do that. Yeah, it's just the one level. The other level that where it's like a house building. Yes, that, yes. that's a great level too. So. Oh my god, I need to replay Timefall too. All that to say, the new Respawn Studio Vancouver will be solely focused on Apex Legends, and if you're in the area, you know they're they're probably hiring. So check. Yeah, that but they out. didn't pay. They didn't pay for for a job posting. So no, they didn't. Know. But we are open to them if they want to. <laughs> pay for sure, to, I'm going to message them right now. Yeah, do it. Ea at ea.com. Yeah, uh, Vince at respawnentertainment.com. <laughs> uh, next up, Super Mega Baseball 3 is out now from the Victoria-based Metalhead yeah. software on PS4, Xbox One, Steam, and Switch. Four big platforms. That that took a lot of work, uh, I can imagine. No doubt. It's fifty nine ninety nine Canadian on Steam. That's hefty. Um, is it really? Yep. It's the third entry in the series. Features an all-new franchise mode, major graphical enhancements, and on-field additions, including pickoffs and situational player traits. Oh my god! I, that's um, a that's a fifty-nine-nine Canadian. So that's not like full price, but it's like they're they're experimenting with that mid mid area, you know. Yeah, I so I added it to my wish list on PS4. If you want to play the Dane, I was thinking of picking up, but I don't know if I want to drop sixty dollars on it. But I have Super Mega Baseball two or one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Do you like it? I did like it. I just didn't play it enough. I don't remember why. I mean, it looks goofy. It is, it is goofy. They, I, I, it's very like more arcadey. So I don't know if Super Mega Baseball three kind of kept that same thing. I don't even know if two kept the same thing. I don't have two though. Huh. Two also, I don't know. So I'm going to download one. I meant to like re-download when I wrote up that article because mm-hmm. um, I kind of I miss sports right now. I'm trying to get my sports fixed. Yeah, you gotta. And if I already own the game, so 
I'll give it a shot. But yeah, Super Mario Bros. Three came out. I guess they they've had success with this uh, franchise, which is good for them. I I'd, I'd be more interested that they kind of branch out to other sports. I guess mm-hmm. there are a lot of baseball fans out there, but I wonder if you know we need like a hockey game similar to that. We need a soccer game similar to that. They don't even have a baseball team in Vancouver. What are they doing? There's the Vancouver uh, Canadians. What do you mean as a baseball team? Yeah, it's the it's a minor A, it's minor team. Oh, that doesn't Toronto, count. Toronto Blue Let Jays. me know when you're playing in the big leagues. <laughs> they have the Seattle Mar- Mariners just south of them. Yeah, I guess. Go down to. Oh, I guess it would have been the other way. No, I'm bad at geography. Moving on. Yeah, what are you doing? Can't go south. Staying on the. Staying on the West Coast, Steve. We're, we're not going to make fun of Steven's geography. Staying on the West Coast, uh, Vancouver-based Hinterland Games has released a massive free update to their survival game, The Long Dark. You may be familiar with it. It was a Game of the Year winner on CanadianGameNotes.com last year, 2019, for their Winter Mute Episode 3. Um, this new update has a whole bunch of stuff to survivor mode. You, you get like spray cans so you can like uh, put markers all over places and um, update your map as you go. There's uh, one of my favorite things in, in bigger games like this is uh, auto walk. So you can um, just ping a location on the map and just take the predestined path there, which you know I, I think is a cool like quality of life thing. Um, charcoal surveys. So when you reveal locations on the map, it it, it shows up. Actually, I, I shouldn't really talk out of my ass on this. I haven't really played a whole lot of the survivor mode. I, yeah, I haven't played the survivor mode either. I just started I'm sure this means mode. something to the people who do. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those people, check that out. Yeah, also, check it out on game pass right now so i mean it is on game pass it's a free update for a free game and it's a canadian developed game set in canada wombo combo and uh post uh post apocalyptic i can never say that fucking word post apocalyptic (laughs) despite it being a really favorite genre of mine i can't say it but anyways yes it's that anyway check that out if you have game pass or check it out i think it was on sale for the launch i can't remember though i'll check it was on it's been on Game Pass for a while. I wonder if it'll ever dip off of Game Pass, you know? Has it been on Game Pass for a while? I thought yeah, I, I'm Pass. pretty sure it has. What? Really? I don't know. Let me let me check. It's good, though. I, I really like the style. This is one of the games my aunt showed me, like, when it was an early access on PC, like, back in, like, 2014 or 15. She was like, this is dope. You should check this out. I was like, oh, this is cool. No, it's $39.99 Canadian right now on Steam. Um, it but, was, uh, I did pick it up on PS4 for like 10 or $15. I played like the intro in a little bit, but I didn't mm-hmm. like, then it's just like, man, there's too many fucking games out. It's too, too little time. I just like, it just kind of lost interest and, and bounce. I do want to get back into it. Survivor mode's not really what I'm feeling though. I want to, I want to do the story though. So mm. based on 54,700 steam reviews, it's at very positive. Jesus. <laughs> not a lot of games can say that. Uh, Fiery Saint uh, has 823 hours on record, and they say, yes, this is the best survival game ever made, and I've played all of them. <laughs> I doubt that, but that's a good review. Okay. We got to get our we gotta get our, uh, our, our award on their little awards page on the side here. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I emailed them, but they never emailed back. That's okay. That's a, that's they, a whole other thing. They ghosted us. 
A couple more bits of news. Borderlands 3 just announced a new DLC, the Wild West mode. Shout out to Sebastian and you know, best friend of the show worked on that. Uh, he, he no no big deal, said uh, the DLC's been getting better reviews than the game itself. I don't know what that says about the, the people working on it. I'm, I'm not going to insinuate anything here that the Quebec team is better than the main Gearbox team. I didn't say that. I would never say that. <laughs> but you should check it out if you're interested in the Wild West and or more Borderlands 3 content. What do you say? If you don't like the Hyperion robots, then that's on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, they always have fun DLCs. They do they do cool things with them. I liked a lot of the Borderlands 2 ones. That, like, Dungeons & Dragons one was... That's always fun. It's the best community episode, and it's the best Borderlands 2 DLC. That's true. I don't think I played that one on Borderlands 2. I don't remember Dungeons & Dragons. I remember the zombie one in Borderlands 1. I liked that one a lot. I remember mm-hmm. the... Um, the I forget what it was called. The Clap Traps, like, Revenge or something in Borderlands 1. I played that one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I played the Dungeons and Dragons one. There was like a pirate one too for Borderlands Two. I remember playing. That they one. added one right before Three came out. That was like the Quebec Gearbox Studios first like big project to kind of get familiar with the engine. If I'm yeah, not well, mistaken, and it was like no, a pre. Right. It was like a prequel to Three. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I think it even had trophies too. Excellent. Uh, two more bits of news here today. Uh, Foundation is getting a, a major update. If you don't know, it's an early access game from Polymorph Games in Quebec. Maybe featured later in the episode. Wink, wink. Um, it's a kind of a gridless, you know, city builder type game. Uh, it's got a lot of hype, um, and there's a huge update: the the minerals and craftsmanship update. So uh, there's now discoverable resources. You can get your little villagers to mine, which gives you new buildings and existing buildings have new capabilities. Lots of fun stuff. Um, yeah, so you can check that out. And lastly today, uh, Vetrix, which is a wild-looking VR Tetris-styled, like a classic Game Boy game, um, is out now for uh, Steam VR and Oculus VR. Lake Superior, Canada, is the, the press release <laughs> heading. For lovers of classic puzzlers and fans of VR, Pixel Racers has released Vetrix on Steam. Um, this ain't your grandma's Tetris, says Emmanuel Floret, <laughs> CEO at Pixel Racers. Vetrix is a game inspired by Tetris for the old classic old Game Boy, but with its own original mechanics built for virtual reality. Looks wild. Um, definitely going to check it out. They sent us a key, so I'm going to steal the, the VR headset from work whenever we get uh, back into the office, and uh, I'll be trying this out i don't know how to set up mixed reality streaming that that's a whole other thing but i'll definitely be playing and giving giving some impressions good luck with that i love the like graphic style style. oh my god it's gorgeous so good can you make this a non-vr game (laughs) (laughs) probably not easily (laughs) no because it's very just like it's kind of like job simulator whatever where you're you're got the hands got the hands and you got to rotate it pretty precisely it looks like it looks it looks awesome i just don't have the vr i wonder mm. if it's did they say anything about um uh psvr Ooh, if they did i would definitely play it there too let's let's see pixel i think this is the yeah it's not that let's let's do a quick on the spot check for vetrix psvr i'd imagine they'd like to because you know a lot of times those games that do well on pc come to get the psvr hype like i remember the hype for beat saber psvr was like oh, it was almost insane. a year in the making and yeah. uh if if you if you have that that fans fan base i would definitely pick it up on psvr because that's the one i i play more often so i don't see 
any mention of PSVR, but there is a scoop, scoop? that I got for you. Hit me. Because they say on the website, Vertex, the, Vertex, the studio's second game, was released in February 2020 for Oculus Rift and Rift S and on Oculus Store and in May 2020 on Steam. Since then, I found new comrades and we are working on a third game. Ooh. So I got to imagine that if they're working on a third game... Probably done with uh, Tetrix. Exactly. They probably either won't port it or they'll just hand it off to someone to port, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's it for the news this week. Um, Now we're going to move on to everyone's favorite segment. Steve's favorite segment, my favorite segment, your favorite segment, dear listener. It's Wishlist This, uh, inspired by... Brett and Steve's, rest in peace, Brett, frequent wishlisting of games while we recorded the show. In this segment, I highlight three upcoming Canadian main games, show them to Steve. We, we judge the Steam page a little bit. We observe the <laughs> lack of gifts, if such is the case, or commend the presence of gifts. Uh, but then we must, of course, add them to the wishlist. Uh, last week was a very Quebec-focused episode, and I tried to break away from that, although two of these games are developed in Quebec. But I'm going to start in the great... Rose, Wild Rose County of Alberta, Calgary, uh, with That Tiny Spaceship by We Make Small Games. Movie movie trailer voice, ready? Do it. A small, retro-inspired indie shmup that takes inspiration from the pixel games of yesterday and combines it with modern game engine technology. Um, So the the Steam page says Q2 2019, which would be a year ago, Kind of now. Uh, but I checked their website and they said they are still working on it, so they just haven't updated the Steam page. Um, they have uh, previews up from like, like uh, IGN previewed it and they got those in the review section. So, like, this is still, don't let the Steam page fool you. Still, still in development. Controller support, dynamic backgrounds, a whole bunch of jazz, as they say. And uh, no gifts in the Steam page description, but that's okay. Yeah. They have a trailer, if that, if that helps you, Steve, at all. I'm watching the trailer right now. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a shmup. If you if you're uninitiated, that's a shoot em up, but they found a way to make it even smaller of a word. Um yeah. What what do you what do you think, Steve? Give me your impressions. I'm okay with it. I think uh the the trailer seems to suggest that there was like an early access version for it or something like that, because they mentioned like new features and, and new tutorial or something like that, but I don't mm-hmm. see it as uh and gamepad support. Yeah, and I, but I don't see it as like I don't see it as early access or something. But so I'm not sure there. I think the Steam page needs a little little work, but I, I'm I'm digging it. I like shoot 'em ups. The thing with shoot 'em ups for me is that I like them to not be hectic and mm. crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this kind of looks like. So so I'm digging that. So I did add it to the wish list. Oh wait, you okay. gotta ask. You always have to ask me. I'm sorry, Steve. I have to ask. <laughs> is it on the wish list? It is. Yeah. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> Winner, Gagne. Dun, 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 oh, you know, so you know what's crazy? I do, I do. We started doing group lottery at work um, with uh, with my five colleagues or whatever that, that are on my team. So I download the app or whatever, mm-hmm. and I scan the ticket. And even on the ticket, it'll it'll say winner, like the the phone. My phone will say <laughs> winner, Gagne. Winner, Gagne. Ding ding. And I only want I only want a free play. You know why they do that, right? Why? Cause and wait, I should verify this. Before. I heard this story from somebody, but there was a like a convenience store that was not telling people their tickets were winners, and then was just taking oh. them out of the, like the garbage or whatever. And they made like several hundred thousands of dollars doing that. And then they got found out, 
Um, so now they, when they set up the machines, they make it scream like winner when you scan it so that you can't do that. <laughs> I believe that. Cause I think, cause the stores get a, a piece of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you really want to win the lottery, you don't play the lottery. You open a convenience store and sell lottery tickets. That's yeah. your better. That's your best way of, of, <laughs> of winning. I mean, I, so in my first, I'm going to tell you a story, Steve. We're going to take a, a pause from the wishlist sure. list. Okay. All right. First year game design uh, class, we were learning, actually it was second semester uh, of first year, we were learning about expected values, um, oh. which is an important thing to understand in game design, um, especially if your um, game has a lot of like RNG or probabilities in it. Yep. And the project we were assigned was making a casino game. And uh, I did it, shout out to Gabe, we, we made a cool game. And we had a, a mock casino day where everyone from around campus could come in. You got like 10 chips at the door. You could go around and spend them at the different tables. Whichever table took the most chips would win some sort of prize from uh, Scott, our professor. Uh, we cleaned up. Second place was like 200 chips. Uh, third place was like 186. My table had like 430 chips or something. Oh, boy. We, we actually, but it, like it's different because it's also not real money. So like... As soon as you start losing at a table, you'd probably leave. But we had we had so many people come, and our game was really fun. And uh, we had the um, Brantford OLG Casino like CEO come in and like judge the games. And he came over to ours and he was like, "Well, I gotta be honest, I would have lost this table and left, but you are such a good salesman. I definitely would have stayed a little longer than I should." And I was like, "There we go, and it's all in the, it's all in the sales deal, art of the deal." But the the winning team, we got uh, Scott. He said, uh, he pulled out his wallet. He's like, you can have a $5 bill or a $5 scratch card. And I just spent a month studying expected values. And I was like, oh, $5 right now. So he gave me the $5. And then he was like, can I scratch this in front of everyone? And I was like, uh, and everyone else was like, yes, do it. He scratched it. It was an $80 ticket. Oh, no. (laughs) But he was like, you know what? You learned what I wanted you to learn. And I, and I appreciate that. But that, that's what happened. And I was like, oh, that hurts like, I'm so gonna go much. spend this and get some pizza. <laughs> I know. I was like, "That's a new game." I just watch get taken away from me. But you know, it's good shit. I wonder if you took the scratch card though. You would have been like, "Okay, you just failed my class." <laughs> <laughs> F. <laughs> no, because um, we called our game "Big Money," <laughs> and so like as people were going around the room, I was like, "Big Money, get your big money here!" And so for the rest of the the semester, people would just shout "Big Money" at me because I lost the the big money. That's a pretty good nickname, though. Yeah, you know, if you're going to shout anyone at someone, you know, there's worse things you could shout at me. Oh, he's... Oh, easily. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank you for my, my little sidestep there. We're going to go back to two more wishlist list games. Next up, developed in Montreal, Quebec City. Oui, oui. By Benogia Studio. City Game Studio. <clears throat> you are the founder of your video game company. The starting point belongs to you. In your garage... Or think big instead of small by acquiring your first location. At the end of the day, your decisions will make your studio a success and will mark and will mark the video game history. I think there's a translation issue there. Uh, this is a video game studio sim, essentially. And it looks really good. I played a lot of Game Dev Tycoon by Greenheart Games oh, yeah. uh, in elementary school. Big yeah. fan of that game. This has given me those kind of vibes, but a little <laughs> bit more in detail. Um, like all these charts I'm seeing and options for your game feels a lot more like there's a lot more options than sort of the more streamlined game dev tycoon approach. Uh, it's in early access at the moment came out February last year in early access. Um, but as I've said previously, and I'll say again, if you want to get a game in early access, consider it like a cheaper pre-order maybe, or just add to your wish list. Know when it comes out, it's definitely the approach to do. 
there's a there's a few interesting things on the Steam page that I'm digging. So one, so this is this shows you how little I pay or play on Steam because mm-hmm. I didn't even know it did this. But it says that it's similar to a game that I played, SimCity Four. So I'm down. Mm-hmm. I like that. I didn't know Steam did that. Uh, it only says I have 0.8 hours on record, which seems false, but <laughs> um, but it might be SimCity Three that I played more of. And then I'm I'm scrolling down. It's got mm-hmm. gifts. I'm liking it. Some um, good gifts too. Interesting that it says this game doesn't have esports competitions, an R and D department, a multiplayer mode, loot boxes, microtransactions. I f- I can understand the loot boxes and microtransactions. I don't know what they mean by an R and D department. Research and development, like for new s- software, maybe I don't know. I don't know. An maybe e-sports. consoles. That sounds like a, where you make the consoles. Yeah. So why? So the game not having it? I don't get that. Um, and a multiplayer mode. I think would be kind of cool, actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> maybe that's neat. part of their like their early access roadmap. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And then he even they even say City Game Studios inspired by the Marvel. Oh yeah, like Game Dev Tycoon. Yeah. Good Sim game. City Mad Games Tycoon. Um, I, I like it. It looks like you make so Game Dev Tycoon. You you were just one studio making the games or whatever. This looks like you're making a whole city of game studios or something city because it's called city game studio so i'm that's where i'm kind of getting mm, yeah maybe i'm getting those vibes yeah the top review right now from our nina branza 18 hours on record this game is really fun and complex all i wish for is the ability to create a console mm. isn't that all what we want at the end of the day to make the uh, our own console make our own console. i could design just a amazing console steve i could make the best achievement system most the much best like give me unlimited money and time i'll make it happen <laughs> gotta be honest if i had unlimited money the last thing i would do is make a game console i'd probably peace out to some fucking dope island and i'd reach out to us. soldier boy i'm like hey your, yours kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna make a better one than you and he'd be like why'd you call and i'd be like just to tell you that and then hang up <laughs> Who are you? Well, how'd you get this number? I have unlimited time and money. You don't need to know how I get things. 324 very positive reviews. So, Who's Soldier Boy's like, enemy? I'll make a console with them. He's got beef with anybody right now? I don't know. 6 9 maybe? Oh, I don't want to work with him. It's not worth it. <laughs> um, Steve, but I have to ask, is City Game Studio on the wish list? <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm going to add this to my wish list too. I, I should say I add all these to my, my wish list as well. When, when Steve does it, that I feel like went without saying, but I should probably say it sometime. Um, cause I am, I am interested in this in following its development. If they, they add all those features mentioned at the bottom. I am going to, I'm going to also redownload SimCity 4 cause I didn't really remember owning this game. Is SimCity 4 the one that originally was on origin and ever got mad at it and then they took it everywhere else? Uh, maybe. I mean, I yeah. haven't played really. Obviously, like I just told me, I played less than an hour of SimCity Four. Like I haven't played. I remember playing SimCity Two Thousand a lot, like the shit ton of SimCity Two Thousand. Mm. And I feel like I played SimCity Three as well, but my our computer. I never. I never had like a good gaming or SimCity Three Thousand. I never had a good gaming computer growing up. Mm-hmm. When did SimCity Three Thousand come out? I feel like it was at the tail end of my high school, so I bailed. Nineteen ninety nine. Oh, that's much sooner than. Oh no, that's yeah, interesting. I remember playing 2000 quite a bit. 3000 maybe a little bit. SimCity 4, I thought I played. So wait, did SimCity 2000 not come out in the year 2000? No. Oh, that's a misnomer. I know. It came out in 1983. <laughs> oh. <I just> like, <laughs> My whole life's like, a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I played SimCity 2000. I played a 
the fucking shit out of this game. I played. My so dad had much. the the floppy disk. I remember seeing on the shelf, and I was like, "We don't have anything that can play this, but it looks cool." The most annoying thing with that is that it had the piece of paper that you needed. Like basically, when you put the game in, it would mm. tell you a code, and then the the game box would have like the decipher for it. And this mm. is like before the internet, so you couldn't just look this shit up. Mm-hmm. And so we lost that piece of paper. And so we couldn't really play SimCity because you couldn't, like, decode it afterwards. Or at least I couldn't as, like, a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. I was doing. Mm. You um, hate to see it. Yeah, but SimCity 2000 was, like, a great game. Good shit. Lastly today, mentioned earlier, Foundation by Polymorph Games in Quebec City. <clears throat> Foundation is a gridless, sprawling medieval city-building simulation with a heavy focus on organic development, monument construction, and resource management. I got to check out this game. First time I saw it was at Gamescom 2019? No? Yes, Gamescom 2019. Uh, they had a super cool booth. They had like a working like windmill thing where you took pictures in front of it. It was wild. And uh, then, shout out to our friend. Hold on. They messaged me in the Discord. Ash, the community... Um, person over at Polymorph reached out and was like, hey, I heard you oh, liked nice. it at Gamescom. Here's a couple codes. So we will be streaming this. And they told me to wait for the update. Or like the big update's coming. And I'm like, should I just wait for that? And they're like, yeah. So now the update's out. Uh, we've got the game. Going to be streaming it. Immerse yourself in a unique gridless experience. And and we, Steve and I were talking about this a bit earlier. We're like, you know, there's the games that go for the grid, kind of like classic roller coaster tycoon games or SimCity and all that. But then there's games that kind of like try to break out from that. And I've seen it mm-hmm. to mix success with like uh, Planet Zoo and Planet Coaster, where like it obviously just looks better when it's on a grid. It looks more natural, but you can get little frustrating, finicky things. So I'm definitely really interested to see how they do this here. Yeah, I so. In what we were talking about the previous game where that one review said like it's really complicated and stuff this looks like the opposite of that where it's just like more simpler mm. um did, did you get two coats or just one coat i got two i got one for you oh nice okay yeah i'm gonna i, I got we'll add it to the wish list but uh but yeah i'm actually kind of excited to dive into this because now just seeing that SimCity 4 seeing the the game dev city game and this now i'm now i'm kind of in the mood to play this sort of like building uh a city excellent sort of this looks like uh the Stardew Valley equivalent of like building a, like how Stardew Valley starts off where you're working and you're just miserable and you're just like, just go to the farm and just enjoy living the simpler life. That's like, that's <laughs> damn it, grandpa. Getting, yeah. I'm getting the vibes of that with this. We're just like, just live the simpler life and build a whole big city in the middle of nowhere. It, it's got, it's really pretty too. I'm, I'm digging the style of these like little, little villagers and like a little sheep running around. I love that. So, so 1.6 is the big update that they told you to yep. wait. 1.6.0. So about two weeks ago, it launched, and yeah, it has it comes with discoverable resources, new building capabilities, artisan workshops, masterpieces, new production chains, improved role of the bailiff, path inside buildings. There's a lot. There's I'm scrolling here. There's a lot of shit. So excellent. And still early access. So add it to your wish list, everyone. And that's it for wish list. This. If you want to get your game in this segment. Hit me up on Twitter, email, Discord. Get your game in front of us. We want to talk about it. We want to help other people find it and wishlist it because we are all slaves to the Steam algorithm. Praise be to Gaben. All right, next segment. We're still milking it, Steve. We, we thought we were running dry, but I think we both came to two pretty naturally this week. Vintage Canadian Game of the Week. Each week, Steve picks one, I pick one. A game, ideally three years or more. We, we set that arbitrary rule, but I, I broke that by like two months this week. Yeah. Um, a game that we think has aged well. Vintage, of course, from the, talking about wine and you know snooty wine people. You talk about a game with a good 
vintage. It means it's aged well. It's 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 carried its body. I think is a wine term. I don't know if I'm using right. And uh, it, it's worth worth more now, almost you know, because of how long it stayed good. Does that make you're sense? Going, you're going too deep into this. I'm going too deep in this. I, I like going deep into <laughs> it though. No, anything about wine. I don't know anything about wine either. But anyway, Steve, hit me with your pick for vintage Canadian game of the week. I don't remember if I did this one or not, but yeah, I'll um, control F this giant page. Oh, yeah, because you um, put me on the spot. Did I? Um, mm-hmm. no, you didn't. Perfect. So, Home by Benjamin Rivers uh, here in Toronto. It's released on PS4, PS Vita, so you know it's good on and PC, itch, like itch.io, Steam, etc., and iOS. Uh, like in 2000, I think 2002 originally, and then it's just been ported a few times. Uh, Home is a unique horror adventure set in a beautifully realized pixel world. It's a murder mystery with a twist because you decide what ultimately happens. Uh, this game is really cool. It's real. It's a really great kind of like you know sit down it's like an hour and a half two hours maybe maybe even an hour um and just finish it in one sitting and and then just kind of like reflect on it like it's very open-ended in what happens and it's a pretty simple game it's just like a 2d kind of uh not even a platform just a 2d kind of side scroller slash like visual novel Mm -hmm. i guess um there's very limited puzzles which is basically just like find this item and then go unlock this door sort of thing Mm -hmm. but it's very it's not concrete in what the game what the story is it's kind of very open up into uh your interpretation and even on the website on uh on his website you can kind of post and look at what other people think and there's quite a cool stuff and i remember like beating it thinking what i had perceived the ending to be and then like going on on the form and not seeing anyone who thought that. So I wrote it up and then I started reading some of the other ones. I was like, this is some good shit. So it kind of like, it's one of those games that's like, it's very quick um, and very like, you'll finish it in like less than two hours. But I've thought of this game like numerous times throughout the years where I'm just like, yo, that was a good game. I might, I might pick it up. And I, I'd want to get a hundred percent on Vita. Um, hundred percent of the trophies i mean uh and I, i've played it maybe two or three times since then i should re-download it but it's uh yeah home home is a good game okay i'll have to check it out that sounds really yeah. interesting i like games <laughs> to sit with you i don't know i know we always kind of see too as well if if it's ever been uh, a playstation plus game but i don't think this one has but let me benjamin's also in our discord i see them pop up occasionally yeah yeah he's there too uh i'm not seeing home as a PlayStation Plus game, but it, I can't imagine it's too expensive now. I gotta imagine it's less than ten bucks to be honest. Oh, it's worth it. Get help out to your local indie devs. Do it. My pick this week, Steve. A beautiful text adventure. Not text adventure, sorry. Point and click adventure, The Low Road by X Gen Studios. Uh, initially released July 26, 2017. So almost three years. I'm gonna I'm gonna squeak it in though. Uh, for PC, now on Mac Linux and Nintendo Switch. <clears throat> Set in the 1970s automobile world, The Low Road is a point-and-click graphic adventure which follows a team of corporate spies dedicated to the protection and appropriation of game-changing industry secrets. Sporting a unique visual style inspired by gauche paintings and a pulsating experimental score, this game will captivate players through intricate puzzles, branching moral dilemmas, and a quirky cast of memorable characters. I agree with all of those last points. The puzzles are great, the moral dilemma is very interesting, and the cast of characters, mwah, some of these writing is great. I love it. Um, and it's underrated, too. I didn't, I don't know many people talk about this game, and I think that's, that's a shame, because I, I, I think it's wonderful. And uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a rocky, sad story behind some of the development, um, and I think, you know, if you're interested in that, we won't go into it too much here. It's a very heartwarming 
story to how this game got to release. I think you should check it out if you like point-and-click adventures, games with pretty art styles, good soundtracks, any of that sounds appealing. Check it out. And it's not on PlayStation Vita, Steve. I'm sorry, but I still think it's worth playing. I don't know. If it's not on Vita, then like, is it really even a video game, to be honest? There's not a lot of point-and-click adventures. Like, I played... Does Grim Fandango count? Because that was on Vita. Yeah? That counts. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. I'll count it. That's probably the only one I can really think of. Probably the other ones, Day of the Tentacle and stuff. I don't know if those are on Vita. But yeah. The Low Road, it's gorgeous. Check it out. <sighs> All right. We don't really have a hot take. I this had week. one. I thought of it during this episode, and all I wrote in our stupid document was, I have one. I have one. But I didn't write Shit, one. what was it? Hmm. I don't remember what it was. Something, let me, let me. That, uh, that Ubisoft lawsuit we talked about last week, they took down that game, so they yeah, won that, I, I guess. I heard about that. Um, Big dick Ubisoft, just put it all on the table. <laughs> rip, rip that close quarters mobile game i was even going to bring up this article from kotaku that said the last apparently the last uh developer of assassin's creed the original one said the side quests all the game side quests were done in oh yeah five hours or five the last five days five days of development they've now just come back it's actually charles who whose name i've seen quite a bit um I, th- I guess they I was going to talk about it because I was just like there's no way they did all those side quests in five days and sure enough it looks like the correction on this art- article is something but I, I I'm not really sure we've corrected uh, there was an incorrect interpretation of Charles Randall's tweets so um, yeah. everyone was getting mad at the rock paper shotgun article about it because they also like snuck in some roasts about having the CEO's son come come in and play test and just pick apart a game and then have the direction of the game change based on that one play test is just a horrible way to make games. Yeah. I was like, which I agree with personally. I was like, there's no, like I was just, the whole article was just very strange. And I just remember kind of being like, eh, I feel like there's a lot more to the story or it's like Assassin's Creed one came out like 13, 12 years. 2007. So, yeah. So I'm like, maybe something's have just been lost to tune of time. So I don't really, uh, I was looking through Kotaku to see if there's anything else we can discuss, but I can't remember what I was angry about. But anyways, we can just, we can move on. That's okay. Not every week needs a hot take. You can't force it, you know? No. And I mean, to be honest, I'm not a very hot takey kind of guy. I'm kind of, you know, that, that stuff exists in the sports world a lot and political world. Mm. And I'm just kind of just like, eh. you hear enough LeBron versus my MJ talks and you kind of just get tired of that whole idea. <laughs> Do you see the clip from the last dance where uh, it's Michael Jordan? He goes in, he's like, I need coach. I need you to get this guy off my team. And I said, Michael, that's Daffy duck. <laughs> it was about like the space jam building <laughs> <Yeah>. filming. <laughs> I need you to get this clown off my team. I looked at him. I said, Michael, that's Daffy duck. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a great documentary, by the way. A Holy. lot of non-sports fans have told me they love it. I loved it. I would recommend Checking it out. Do you think Michael Jordan did cocaine? Oh, without a doubt. Okay, yeah. That's the one I've seen coming around where the people are like, oh, he's, like, I don't know, he said he would see his other teammates doing it, like, oh, now guys. But I'm like, no, he absolutely just sat down and just shoved his face into the coffee table. Well, like, the, well the story that he referenced is in his rookie year, and especially back in the day, rookies were just treated like absolute shit across, like, all sports. Because they're all, like, you got to imagine that they're all, like high adrenaline like jock guys like they just treat rookies like garbage so there so the story he told was that he was looking for his teammates and they're in this like hotel and knocked on a door and he hears he sees like women in the room and he sees like he says lines quote unquote and he says weed smokers over here and stuff like that and he just and he says that he bounced which i believe i would imagine like i could see that happening but 
that was in his rookie year. I got to imagine, you know, he's a gambling guy. Like, I got to imagine that he, he did crazy shit later on. So Also, look at his eyes now. That oh. Those aren't the eyes of someone who's never never done it in an inordinate amount of cocaine. Yeah, it's it's really there was people were memeing about that too that he was like he's a Sith Lord now. <laughs> uh, he did the evil playthrough of Mass Effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about what we've been playing, Steve. We streamed Apex on PS4, of course, because it is now a technically Canadian game, and I'll count that. We did great. I joked about carrying you because I played a lot of Apex, but you ended up like doing better than me pretty much every game. So, oh how the turntables. <laughs> yeah, that I so. I like Battle Royales. I liked Fortnite. I played a lot of Fortnite. I didn't really play a lot of Apex Legends. For me, it's like I need stuff to grind towards. You know, I mentioned this with like the roguelites and stuff like mm. that. Like I need RPG elements. Obviously, Apex doesn't have that, but that's why I copped the the battle pass like right away because mm-hmm. I because I just need stuff to grind towards and I need mm-hmm. stuff to unlock, even if it's shit I don't care about at all. So I think when Apex first launched, there wasn't a battle pass. There wasn't mm. really much in the game. I played it. I was like, eh, whatever. But then we saw, like, I was looking at my stats and, like, how all the good stats I have are from, like, the 10 games or so that you and I played versus, <laughs> like, the 40 or so I played before. But Apex Legends is good shit, man. It's uh, it's so good. I think, like, the other thing, too, is, like, in Fortnite, I, love, I like the building. I'm not good at it, but I like the verticality it gives. But the world Apex Legends has still like opens up a lot for verticality and stuff and like there's there's you know heroes that kind of give you that advantage so it kind of still has that element mm-hmm. whereas like when i played call of duty uh warzone like warzone's had, garbage and i need people had, to stop pretending that it's not garbage yeah like it has i'm just like this is this is so bad because like with call of duty it's just like if you sneak up on someone you're, you win basically there's this you have, you've seen that famous doctor who's the mustache streamer oh doctor disrespect maybe yeah disrespect. yeah there's like so many clips of him where like someone just comes up behind him and kills a war zone and he like throws his keywords like there's no sound design in this game and i'm like yes that's exactly the issue with that game it's also just mechanically not as tight and the characters aren't obviously there are no characters it's not as interesting that way at all yeah <sighs> and i and like it has the gulag too which is just like it just prolongs the game mm. and it's just i'm like ugh, like i don't know so Call of Duty garbage, Titanfall not garbage is what I'm trying to say. Apex Legends, although it's set in the Titanfall universe, and there's some crossover there. So, so have they never done like a Titan like event or something like. No, but like it's so baked into it. Like Octane's missing his legs because he's the person who got the highest score on the speed trial from Titanfall Two by like doing the grenade glitch with their legs. Oh really? Yeah, because the the fastest way to get the time in the Titanfall Two's um like a little what's that thing called? The, um, the the intro like test course thing you have yeah, to do yeah. the yeah. best way to do that is you like use grenades to damage and propel you and so octane's character is he did that and lost his legs doing that setting the high score <laughs> so like it's good. faked in like some of the companies are the same who make the guns and stuff and so it, it is in the titanfall universe but without the jetpacks and titans yeah, so I was I was kind of telling you this when we played uh, Rocket League. Like after Rocket League was a lot of fun. After we finished it, I was like, you know, that's I'm done now. I don't need to play this game again mm-hmm. for quite a while. Like I got my fix. But with Apex Legends, we played Friday, enjoyed it. Played Saturday, enjoyed it. I'm itching to play it now. Mm-hmm. Are we Are we going to play after this podcast? Let's Let's play it after this. Steve, I played today three games saw, in a row. I saw you playing, and three you didn't message me. Games in a row. My teammate went AFK and just oh. I was playing duos. They were guard like 
I was I was kind of like fired up and probably you know I, I shouldn't get as angry about a video game, but like we would land. I would start fighting somebody. I would take down like two or three people, but like when there's a whole bunch of people around and my teammates are standing there doing nothing and I just die, and then it cuts to their screen where I just watch them get killed because they're AFK. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. That's the one thing with this because they don't have the solos. Like in Fortnite, I always did solo if I wasn't playing with a friend. So mm-hmm. I don't know if like I'll play a lot of Apex without people I know, but I still I know a lot of people who still play the game. Like I was messaging my friend earlier today. He may join us tonight. We were crushing it. We had a championship on Friday, and we, yeah, we did very well. We did a couple top fives yesterday, so you know it's it's a lot better with people, obviously. And it, it wouldn't even work solo because because it's hero based. You need those those yeah. team chemistries to make it actually interesting. For sure, no. I agree like, what are you gonna that. do? Just... Land his lifeline and like throw out a drone for yourself? Like that's not. It just doesn't work. No, I, I I agree. It's just me as a gamer. Like I just don't. I just rather play. I don't want to play with complete strangers. Mm-hmm. Really, is where it comes down to. Or I mute them. But then even like I played one game after we logged off last night with two randos, and all I really needed to do was just survive for a certain amount of time, and I just kind of did that, and then just bounced right away. Although mm-hmm. although that team did pretty good. We did pretty good. We ended up like tenth or something like that. So okay, that's what we streamed. Um, I, of course, this past week, I've just been kind of playing... Um, oh, no, I, I didn't put it on here, but um, my girlfriend just went to, like, the giant game shelf I have, and she's like, let's, let's play Wolfenstein tonight. I was like, oh, okay. I never beat Wolfenstein, like, the New Order, like, the the re, re, re like reboot, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the, we first, through the first one in the reboot. Yeah, Wolfenstein, the New Order. Came out a long time ago. Machine Games. That game's so stupid. Like, the, the really over-the-top like sad black and white while he's like talking and he's like yeah i came back from the war but the war never left me or something it's just so stupid and like uh but it's also just really fun to like there's a there's one of the famous memes when like wolfenstein 2 and coming out they were interviewing pete hines or one of the developers no not pete hines and uh they're like roses are red um Guns are nice. There's lots of fun you can have with a Nazi and a knife. And he just stares at the camera. <laughs> One of the developers. Because it got to the point where it was political to have a game where you kill Nazis, which is, tells you a lot about video games culture. But uh, yeah, that, that's the one that came thing out I appreciate about. Uh, that came out a lot with Wolfenstein 2 when it was coming out. That's one of the things I really appreciated about Wolfenstein. Is like They lean in, because that was like a 90s PC game, right? Like the OG Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you ever play yeah, it? I've never played it. There's like... Hey robot hitler and stuff but like oh, yeah. that's the one thing i really appreciate how over the top and how just like every character in that game just hates nazis and they just constantly are just finding new ways to murder them and make it gamey <sighs> apparently yeah. the i haven't played the f- second one um that came out like not too long ago but apparently it's like way also over the top like even more and there i know a spoiler of something that happened that just sounds like the stupidest shit ever Oh, it is stupid, but it's like, it, it's the it's the fine kind of stupid. Where I'm like, the, this the premise is also stupid. So who cares? Also, I like that your name's just B J Blaskowitz. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I also just like the idea of like post World War II America where the Nazis won. I just like I just like that shit. I give it a couple years. Like alternate. <laughs> <laughs> what did you play this week, Steve? <laughs> Uh, Apex Legends, we discussed uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake more. I Did you climb the stairs yet? <clears throat> no, I haven't gotten to that. Point. Okay, okay. But that brings up something that I really, really love about that and like Resident Evil 2 and a few of these other games of just like... The remakes? 
there's been a few moments, like, yeah, just there's been a few times where they, like, it's pretty uh, accurate, you know, reimagining of the game. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, all the animations and the attacks and stuff are still there, but they're, like, now bigger and more beautiful. And there's been a few moments where, like, I do a move and I'm like, oh, I remember that move. And then I see it now in, like, better graphics. And I'm like, yo, this looks so, <laughs> this looks so <laughs> cool to see this. Like, I remember watching this move or this battle or this enemy or whatever in like 1997 and now it's here there's like a really ridiculous enemy in the first game that's just a house literally just a house and they actually brought that enemy into this game and it's just great that like a lot of the ridiculous shit in Final Fantasy 7 they still kind of brought into the game even with it's like more realistic look Mm -hmm. um however the the enemy or sorry the 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 computer AI, like your companion AI, is just like really shitty and really annoying. Oh. They just don't, like, they just don't do attacks. And there's like kind of a power up move that you can do, and, and they don't do that. So you kind of have to switch back and forth, and it's just kind of like annoying. I don't know. I haven't really seen or like looked to see if there's any sort of like uh, AI thing that you can kind of adjust or whatever, but it's just like, it's kind of a little bit of annoying. Um, but it's still like really great. And mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't gone to the stairs yet. The stairs is from the first one too, uh, from the OG one as well. So it's funny people are complaining about that because it was an original. But I will never sh- play Final Fantasy VII, so I'm always interested to hear people talk about it because it's such. It was kind of like a big thing this year. It was so divisive because of how they changed the ending, from what I've heard. Well, they yeah, like they because like like it's been said like this game is only in Midgar, but you're in Midgar for like six hours, seven hours in the first game out of like 40 hours. So they really stretched it in certain parts. Yeah. I feel Um, like I've heard the side missions are fillers from multiple people. Oh, the side missions are horrendous. It's just like, go find these cats. And I'm like, ah, you you know, I need to finish these side quests. (laughs) Um, but they, but they also do have more main missions of just like, they flesh out some of the characters more and stuff, which is good. Um, and, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Like, I don't know. Are you gonna? I know you wouldn't play the OG one. Would you play this one? Like, you're not a JRPG guy, really, right? Not that. really. And all the things I've heard about it from people don't like it, like filler, stretchy stuff, and eh. and people have been comparing it to Kingdom Hearts a lot. And I hate Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's fair. I always wonder with these games, like with Resident Evil Two and Final Fantasy Seven, especially, like how much I would love it if I didn't play Resident Evil Two and Final Fantasy Seven back in the day because like resident Evil 2 is the same thing where they like they did that game so well and like and the, the the structure of the rpd building is like the exact same and it's just cool to see that like 20 years later like looking i really liked resident evil 2 remake and i hadn't played the original so yeah so i guess maybe it's a little bit seven's a little bit but i also weird. prefer third person horror to jrpgs yeah there you go um but it's good. It's I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I I mean I've played it like 25 hours in the last like week and a half. So obviously I'm digging it. Uh, Borderlands 3 DLC. I cop that. I have a friend who's a huge Borderlands fan, and I've been feeling like I've just I'm in this like first person shooter and RPG mode. So I was like I might mm-hmm. as well just play the game that combines these two stupid genres. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played a little bit of that say, and it's more Borderlands. It's whatever. There's nothing much more to say to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've dabbled in a few other things. I got I got quite a bit of uh, Canadian games on my phone to go through that I still gotta still gotta play, um, including the the Plague game. Oh yeah, playing. Episode One, Italy. Yeah, I got that to go through. The other one that we talked about, the Apple Arcade game, um, Winding Worlds. 
Yes, thank you. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do Apple Arcade right now because I want to play Winding Worlds too. Because I really like Nog. I played maybe I played another like five ten minutes of Winding Worlds and I'm starting to get into it. It's just the same thing where it's like my phone is turning into the the Cartoon Network match puzzler game. Like that's really <laughs> the only game I play on that. On the another phone, Canadian so. made game. <laughs> exactly, and I'm so close to beating that game. Like. I can't believe how much I play this game, and, and I'm near the end. Like, it's kind of crazy. But anyways, I've dabbled in a few other things here and there, but, like, Apex, Final Fantasy, and Borderlands are kind of the big things I did this week. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's a... Oh, I guess, yeah, I, I'm also playing Animal Crossing, but everyone's talked about that, so there's no point in talking about it. Yeah, who cares? Well, what'd you, what'd you get your turnips at this morning? 110, but I just go to Turnip Exchange every Monday and find one, like, 450-plus and just do that super yeah. lazy about that it kind of it breaks the game don't you think yeah absolutely like yeah they weren't talk- there's a reason there's all these third-party sites for like buying animal crossing villager starting packs and turnip exchanges and like nookazon is where people sell their exclusive or like hard to find items and stuff nintendo did not ex- did not want anyone to play it this way i'm sure they anticipated it but this is not their d- designed experience yeah, like, I'm surprised, like, they don't have a thing for turnips where it's, like, you can't go to a friend's island unless they've been a friend for, like, two days or something like that, or a day, mm, or something. Yeah. Like, some, something so easy like that. Like, on Steam, you can't gift games on Steam unless they've been your friend for, like, three days or something. So, huh. it's weird that they, I mean, that just goes with Nintendo just not knowing what to do with online. So, it's, like, it's, it, we shouldn't really be surprised <laughs> that, like... Their games are getting exploited like this. Maybe they did anticipate it. I don't. I don't know. But um, I just feel like it just break. Like it just breaks it. Like it just ruins the grind and the whole time traveling thing too. They didn't really do anything about that. Oh, but that's such a core part of Animal Crossing for some people that. Like, oh, is it? Yeah, my girlfriend started doing that. Like people have been doing oh. that since the OG one. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So like, if they took that out, there'd definitely be some people like, oh. Come on, like this has been a thing for the past, you know, fifteen, twenty years. Why take it out now? Hmm. Not twenty years. When did Animal Crossing OG? Because it was like an N sixty four. It was an N sixty four game, so yeah, it'd be over twenty. It'd be over twenty years. No way. Animal Crossing first released in North America April fourteenth, two thousand one. Yeah, but that was GameCube though. Yeah. So yeah, that's essentially guess, twenty I years, the, I guess. Yeah, I guess Nintendo sixty four didn't have an internal clock, so you couldn't do it back then. Hot damn. 20 years? 20 years wasn't that long ago, bro. Steve, I want Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, is it ever going to uh, be out again? What? What is? Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, I don't know. You still don't have it? I do play some of that, too. I've been playing that here and there. I've been trying to do some Beat Saber in the mornings. as like a bit of an aerobic exercise, but I've played way <clears throat> too much. Nope, sold out. No, you know, <sighs> you know what the best workout game is on VR? Knockout. You were telling me about it. I forget, though. Knockout League. Knockout League. <clears throat> Wishlist that. I got it for twenty bucks. I think it's like forty normal. <laughs> Guess how much Ring Fit Adventure is selling on Amazon right now? Oh, I gotta imagine like two hundred fifty. Keep going. No way, really. Keep going. Three hundred. Keep going. Four hundred. Three seventy Canadian. Oh my god! Is the, should, the cheapest new price. I should I should throw mine up on there. <laughs> Slightly sweaty from a big guy in Toronto. Come get your Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Knockout League is twenty seven dollars. Steven, I would recommend you should okay. you should because I really it. liked the Wii Sports baseball. Played a lot of that, and not baseball. Sorry, boxing. Boxing. This this will make you fucking sweat and die. 
Well, like Beat Saber makes me sweat if I play for like thirty minutes an hour, and like I'm going hard and expert, right? So I'm I'm really moving. Play play knockout. League. I'll give you twenty. I'll I'll give you thirty dollars to get. No, you don't have to give me thirty bucks. I'll Let's play do it. it. I'll Let's play do it. it. Okay, I'm I'm gonna right here. Let you know, Steve. Every morning this week, I'm gonna do thirty minutes of Beat Saber, thirty minutes of Knockout League. I'll report back next week. Do do the Knockout League first, and then and then let me know. Okay. I'm telling you, man, right. fuck some of those bosses will fucking just wreck you. <laughs> like I said, I'll download that right after this. Um, but yeah, that's Perfect. it. Episode 143 of the King of podcast. Thanks for joining me, Steve. Yeah. And thank you to our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash King Game Devs, uh, where backing us gets you two days early access to the show, special channel on our Discord, uh, occasional game giveaways, and your name at the end of credits of every episode, like these lovely folks Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett. Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, and Slaughter Neko, and new patron joining us this week. I want to give a shout out to, I got to find them quick. Oops, sorry, I should have done this before this point. Um, Let me see if I can get my email. Because uh, they. David Winter. David Winter, thank you so much for your support. Uh, and if you want to join these lovely people, uh, again, patreon.com slash kinggamedevs. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Uh, we'd love to know what you think of the show. Give us a rating. Uh, recommend it to your friend if you enjoyed it. You're like, hey, are you interested in King Games? And they're like, well, yes, friend, I am. I'm like, oh, I think you should check out this podcast, King Games. Like, oh, well, thank you. I shall check it out. But as someone who gets recommended podcasts and frequently doesn't listen to them, I don't understand if people didn't. And that's it for this week. If you want to find us online, you can find our work at canadiangamedevs.com, at Canada Game Devs on Twitter, and facebook.com slash canadiangamedevs. We're also on Instagram. We don't really post a lot there, though. But we will be ramping up YouTube production. We are waiting for some graphics that we're getting custom-designed from our man Wagner over in Europe. Shout out to Wagner. He sent us a little preview of like an intro clip for YouTube Ooh, that we both really like. It's smooth. Good shit. It looks like it looks, it's like the IGN or GameSpot, like style quality it's i like it a lot yeah i was like oh this, i was like oh shit this is legit yeah this is legitness <laughs> this is more legit than i've done anything like anything for the site ever <laughs> well yeah me and my my mid no what am i kidding low tier photoshop skills for a lot of our our posts so far have have like been passable but uh, this is some, some nice stuff and uh he's giving us like a, a, a audio visualizer thing so if you like to listen to podcasts on youtube and you see like all the different waves for different people talking. We're going to have that. So I'm very excited about that. So subscribe, YouTube, King Game Devs. Uh, we'll be posting more there too. Where can people find you online, Steve? Uh, Steve Mel Crane on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. Are you getting ready to post some baby TikToks? I'm waiting. I have a few drafts. Okay. I, okay. I, I have because a, a few songs. The, the My new favorite one is the... Um, the video, the, the the sound bite that goes like, "Okay, we're here, sitting in the car. I want to show you, or you, I want you to show me how you can get far. Now, step on the gas." That one, I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't seen that um, one. People are kind of doing it with like, I don't know. It's, it's funny. It's good shit. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post one this week. I'm gonna try okay, it. I'm excited. I have to find I'm you viral. on TikTok and follow you because I haven't yet. I'm I'm one of your followers. So oh, cool. So I'll just find you that way. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-L-Y. And again, follow Canadian Nibs everywhere for more stuff. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. Stay safe. Stay six feet. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. All that jazz. Don't go to the park if you don't. 
if you can't stay six feet away, don't go to the park is all I'm saying. Cause I went to the park this week, but there was really open and you could stay six feet away. Second wave's coming. We got, it's, it's, it's an actual issue. Second wave's here, bro. Don't even Second wave's here. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, have a good week. Goodbye. Bye. You know what? We're not nearly don't know nearly enough about Apex Legends for people to care what we think of it. <sighs>